speed, light, camera, action. All right, now time for Oh Hollywood, of course, from Casted Talent and Casted Talent Radio. And, of course, Anthony DeSantis, the man, the myth, the legend, the fire chief, the dishwasher, bottle washer. He's everything to me. Anthony, <laughs> you have got an interesting lineup of uh, stories today. How are you? I'm I'm really good. I'm really, really good. A lot of emphasis on really. Yes. Oh, yes. Almost like you're trying to convince yourself you're really good. Well, it's an adverb, and I'm really, uh, for me, adverbs are the key to communication. They are, and you actually not, It's added. not that men are from Mars, women are from Venus. It's adverbs. Yeah, well, you added a couple of extra adverbs to really drive it home, and I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, my pleasure. Yeah, men are from Mars. You know Wait, why I'm feeling what? good today? Because you listened to James I'm, I'm Brown. Aving, what'd you say? You listened to James Brown. Ow! That is, yeah. that is an excellent, mm-hmm. excellent guess, but yeah. it's not correct. Although is this it? is the 40th anniversary of par- uh, Parliament. Um, Oh, I can't remember which album it was. But the P Funk and George Washington. Yeah, George uh, Washington or something like that. 40th anniversary of the future of funk. Really? Wow, love that stuff. 808 drums. All right, anyway, let's move on. But I'm feeling good. Why? Because I'm bathing in nostalgia. Thanks to Hollywood, I am bathing in nostalgia. Why? Why? Because Hollywood is on a remake binge. They are. They are. Not, I've seen not, a lot. Not that they aren't normally, but yeah. it's just these particular ones happen to catch my eye. It For stinks. example, it's it stinks of nostalgia in here. It could be you. Yes. It could be you. All up in here. All yes, up in here. Yeah, yeah. All right. Give me a list. What's going on? So remember back to your to your early youth when Oot. you would race to the shower, to get into your PJs and throw on your rope, to get back down to the family room, to watch yeah. that family of good feelings, the Full House family. Remember? Full House. Day after day, watching Uncle Jesse oh, and yeah. Bob Saget, one of the cleanest comedians on the planet, Whoa. along with Laurie, whatever her name was, yeah. and the, the twins and who the played twins. each other or something. Yeah, bring us up to speed. Do you remember that? Uh, you know, I can't forget it. Me either, but they're remaking it. It's going to drop in February. Then the other one, another one that I'm thinking about. But wait, they'll go back, to. go back, go back. We got. We I don't want to. I didn't watch that in the first place. Wait, I can't but, stand that But show. did you see the picture? I want you to know the picture. It's amazing. Bob Saget, who, by the way, I think that name seems a little appropriate, but he was like, he's the most foul-mouthed comedian ever. He's back Absolutely. there. A little fatter, a little fatter. And John Stamos, I think, isn't that his name? He's on the left in the picture way Way on the left, like I'm not really here, but they paid me. Well, because he's got his own show, he's got a whole mm-hmm. other show, so they're kind of hedging their bets. If he can't make it to both shows, then I guess he's just gonna, you know, and just the, cut that crop that picture a little bit, and he's out. I know, and the and the poster ch- children for uh, anorexia, near both this. They're the, actually girls. the poster children for making a boatload yeah. of money, a lot of money, billions of dollars. Those girls are rich. Line. Well, they're hot, so there you go. I think they're going to actually have them both in the show, so they're going to be twins of twins. Yeah, well, so if one doesn't go, yeah, that's funny. If one doesn't go, they could be just a stunt double, and then the other one wouldn't know. All right, yeah. what else? What's the other remakes? Well, you know, I think it's great. They're, they see they're doing so they're doing an aversion of Ghostbusters yes. that all women are the Ghostbusters. Really? Have, yeah, yeah, it's true. Wow. Um, yeah, 
And it's uh, okay. Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig oh and gosh. two other people. That I don't know who they are. Wow. This is also, I'm going to tie this together. This is also the release week of Star Wars. Yes. And Star Wars is everywhere. In fact, oh, I was looking so for a flight today on Kayak, and the status bar, the loading status bar, is an extending lightsaber going across oh, the screen. Wow. Kind of cute, but it got me thinking. Since we're remaking all this stuff, and since historically, throughout history, there is a um, uh, uh, phallic imagery throughout our society, mm-hmm. I'm like, why don't we, since all these weapons, these lightsabers, swords, things like that, are very yeah. phallic, yeah. Now we're, if we're going to remake the movies with women, why not make the weapons kind of, in some way, represent the female anatomy instead? I, then what is it you want to replace it with. I don't know how it would work. Good. For the special effects people to figure out. I think that's a fabulous idea. Okay. Now, where were you in 1976 when Star Wars came out? Well, actually, I remember it, but 1976, I was in Chicago, Illinois, celebrating the bicentennial, 200 years, and then moved to California for the rest of my life. But it was fun. And I have to tell you, you've got 30 seconds to make your case. Well, let let me say this to you then. After Star Wars came out, I was living in Ohio with my mom and my stepdad, and we went to the store, and I said, I really want these action figures. And they said, wait a second, we're adults. We know how it works. (laughs) Give it a little time, and this Star Wars thing will die down. You won't have to pay 99 cents for these. It'll be much cheaper. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Hollywood. Anthony Anthony DeSantis, of course. Oh, Hollywood. Happy holidays, Will. Kisses to you. Thanks, brother. Hey, Casted Talent and Casted Talent Radio. Check it out. Casted Talent on Twitter. Hey, we'll see you next week, buddy. And just calm down. Get some Yuletide cheer. You're listening to Cast It Talent Radio, a show about acting, casting, auditions, booking the part. Nationwide with your host, actor Will Roberts. And now, Cast It Talent Radio, powered by castittalent.com. All right, Will Roberts Weekly Telegram, willsays.com, and of course, Cast of Talent Radio. Uh, hey, welcome to the week. And it's a short week because right now you're probably one horse open sleigh, having a good time and dealing with your, your holiday season. I'm not going to say Christmas season, okay? Because I have followers on both sides of the aisle. Folks that will say, it's the holiday season, and the other folks that will say, hey, Merry Christmas to you. And that's okay. I'm okay with that. Everybody's okay with that, as long as you have good intention. You come from your heart. All right. Hey, this week, it's a a good show and uh, an interesting show. So uh, let's get to it. Get busy. Now I'm going to go to the main interview. And I'm actually, I'm pretty excited about this because this, I saw this because I believe that uh, you can find lots of great stuff on social media. By the way, I also believe that social media is like a knife. You can use it to you know, make your food, chop it up, feed your family, do whatever you need to do, build a house. I don't know. It's what you can use. It's a tool. But you can also use it to commit a crime. And that's a bad thing. That's kind of like I think social media is. So you can use it for good, but it can also be bad. In other words, if you're that person right now, you have your new iPhones, or your whatevers, and your pads. or Anyway, you could be sitting there right now with your family one horse open sleigh, having a good time for the holiday season, and you're sitting in a group, and everybody's laughing, and you're sitting there on your phone, and you're still on your phone, and you're the person that becomes the person that's on your phone. 
So I basically think that would be the bad reason for social media because it's taken people, instead of making, making them social, you know, they're social with their 120,000 Twitter followers around the world, you don't know who any of them are, and you're being antisocial to people sitting around you. So, boy, oh boy, don't do that. So let's use that tool for the right reason. But anyway, I found the right reason. Here I am. I'm on Instagram. Love Instagram because we're all visuals, right? Right now, you wish you could see what I was saying. You can't. Anyway, you can go to my site, willrobertsweeklytelegram.com. Check it out. Anyway, so the bottom line is I'm looking and I see this person and I go, Savannah Spirit. I know who Savannah is. And I'm saying that like this is the first time I've bumped into her stuff. No, I see it all the time. And back and forth, she'll like something that I do if I'm in L.A. or Hollywood or something. And I'll like what something she's done. And then I went, yeah, okay, I'm going to connect with her. And here's the reason why. A hundred years ago, uh, I was in an organization called the Froman Academy. And that's F-R-O-H-M-A-N, whatever it is, Academy. And it was a musical theater school. And there was a student, a very young student, I don't know exactly how young. I'm going to let her say all that stuff. And she was one of the performers in these shows. And this is one of the best times of my life because it was this beginning of my showbiz career. Big thing. Every summer they did these big things and there was 150 kids. I know some of you are running right now with that thought. But it was a ball. It was a fun time. And lo and behold, this is the same young lady, Savannah Spirit, that was in this musical theater school. And I'm honestly thinking that this has really always been her name, Savannah Spirit. Could you? What a great name. Anyway, and now, uh, lo and behold, she's NYC, New York. She's an artist, and she does some great stuff, photography and so on. So there's an angle here I'm going to talk about in just a second, but welcome to the show, Savannah. How are you? Thank you. I'm really great, Will. How are you? You know, I'm fabulous. And, uh, you know, Good. I want to tell you, yeah, I'm, I'm excited because, you know, I, I, I looked at your stuff and I'm sitting here thinking when I first saw it, which I don't know, it could have been a year or two ago. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I know her. I know, I know who this is. And the funny thing is you kind of look exactly the same way as you did when I'm going to say you might have been like 10 or 12 uh, I was about eight years old when we when I started from an academy and started doing it. Oh so yeah, that was um, thirty-two years ago. <laughs> I'm gonna go get my walker now. I'm gonna go get my walker and uh, wow, for the love of Pete. Yeah, but I remember you as always being in the shows and uh, you know the the kind of star actually. Oh, you, you did. You were yeah. definitely always the lead character in our in our shows. A, le- a legend in my um, own mind. <laughs> a legend in your own mind. Yeah. Yeah, but it was a blast, and you were absolutely right. And that really, uh, I remember every summer after we were done, I would really be sad that it was over, and I'd have to go back to school. <laughs> well, it, it was, you know, it was, uh, that's the good thing about theater is is that there's a community that you experience. Mm-hmm. And in this case, because it was like 150 people and the staff that was mm-hmm. involved and you know that huge theater i think it was at the Santa catalina uh, performing arts mm-hmm. center something like that it was a really neat thing because you're dealing with a lot of kids that are in a it's like you know it basically was summer camp and adding yeah. with the yeah. summer camp the fact that you have ending with the performance uh, you know and all the people coming in acknowledging and the fun and excitement of theater so I don't know if you can beat that. But so I understand that 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 lull because uh, I actually missed it when it was over as well. Well, I think that what it did was it taught me about pop culture 
and I was very young, and so it was a great way to learn the, these songs and, you know, Flatfoot Fluji. And, there you go. You know, all, and, yeah, like it, it really was an education. And we had great teachers who, um, who didn't judge and just let us be yeah. and do our art and be performers. That, it was that really is, great. Yeah, that is the key. By the way, it's Fluji. You said, I think you said Fluji. <laughs> I flat, did it's Flatfoot Fluji, which makes sense. In you know the 20s. what's weird about that is I should know that because my uncle wrote it. You're a liar. I'm not a liar. I think I, I remember this liar. back then. I think I remember something back then. He wrote it? I didn't know that then. And oh, then, well, then I then just I found that out. My uncle Buddy wrote it. That yeah. is hysterical. Yeah. I come from a line of, 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 of songwriter. Well, my grandfather was a songwriter and my great uncle was a songwriter. And so that's, wow. um, that's kind of in my blood. And so doing musical theater was the natural choice. Well, and so, by the yeah, way, your I didn't brother, know it at the time. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. And by the way, your brother apparently is a musician as well, right? Yes. Yeah. So he's a, a singer, songwriter, producer. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Okay, so yeah. let's get into. For, I want to get into the main reason for talking about this, but let's start off. You basically went from the musical theater thing, and now you are a photographer. And by the way, I know by listening to you and reading and so on, that you started at a pretty young age doing photography. Yes? Yes. Yeah, I was, uh, I was eight years old, and uh, I took a photograph, and my brother discovered me and said, that's actually perfectly centered. <laughs> so at eight years old, I was branded a photographer. Um, but it didn't take, it took me about, uh, till I was about 14, 15 and entering high school that I really started to get into it and take photo class. Well, okay. So, yeah. So that was the, that was the second art. The first was singing and dancing and acting. There you go. All right, hey, we're talking to Savannah yeah. Spirit, and that's S-A-V-A-N-N-A-H, and then Spirit, S-P-I-R-I-T. That is your real name. That is my real name. That's crazy. I was ab- absolutely born with that name. Yeah. And and I do I do remember that uh, one of the main people in the 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 Froman Academy, Michael Pippi, uh, rest his soul, he, he passed away. Yeah. 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 He was amazing. He yeah. Was amazing. He. I, he was amazing, and in fact, I ran into him in Portland, Oregon, uh, yes. probably about six months or a year before he passed away. Yeah, yeah, it's too bad. So, I think he was like 60 years old and had a brain aneurysm, strangest thing in the world. I had no idea. Yeah, I had yeah. no idea that yeah. that was a very strange thing, and I was very happy to see him before yeah. he, he died. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. but I remember back then, he kind of called you devil woman. Uh, <laughs> You oh, know, he did. You didn't know this, but and he meant he always means that in an endearing tone. He had a a, a niece, but that he would call Devil Woman, and that was always the one that was like crazy and different. And and I remember that about you as well, thinking this is not a normal child. And that was a it was oh, a good no. thing, by the way. No, that was a good thing. That was a good thing. But well, thank you, I appreciate and, that. And that's thank good because you. of what you do. Hey, by the way, uh, if you want to check out Savannah's website, it's Savannah Spirit photography.com that's savannahspiritphotography.com and of course on instagram what is is it just savannah spirit what is the instagram it's just name? uh yeah the at signal or symbol yeah, sorry, and yeah. then savannah spirit yeah okay. mm-hmm. all right so uh you made the choice to kind of jump over into uh the world of photography as the real thing that you do what's the reason yeah. and before you answer that is it 
have anything to do with the fact that technology has made it so easy to, as you have said, your dark room is your phone. Uh, yeah. Is it made it easier? Is that the reason why you now professionally do this? Absolutely. Uh, there was a time when I got really burned out. I was doing it in college. I got really burned out, and then um, uh, I had hired to do a website for a whole separate business, um, these two guys, and they were partners, and they happened to be the owners of Hipstomatic. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they had, uh, I had hired them for for designing a website that Mm -hmm. I was doing, and then they had taken me aside and said, we are creating Hipstomatic, and when they told me this, I sat at the table and I knew in my head, this is going to change photography. And so I got a beta version of it on my phone, and I just started working with it, and it completely brought me back into photography again, because it was so immediate, and so, uh, you know, I had always heard, you got to have your camera with you at all times. Well, I didn't want to lug a big camera around with me. That was, that was, Old school. I wanted something new and different, right. and this was it. So yeah. this was the answer. And, mm-hmm. and I have to tell you that, yeah, the technology, because, you know, if anybody knows me and they know my work, uh, you know, I shoot, I actually teach people, uh, news directors and feature reporters, because I spent years as a feature reporter, how to shoot packages like actual segments and edit on my iPhone and I've got like mm-hmm. 20 apps in one bin called production where I can color correct where I can shoot where mm-hmm. I can put lower thirds where I use iMovie and literally produce packages that are HD that I can drop box to TV stations that are ready for broadcast so I have absolutely and love technology anybody knows that about me that I can help you troubleshoot pretty much anything but what you've done is exactly the same thing I have done. And I have to tell you, that is just, isn't it amazing? Because I used to carry around a 20, yeah. uh, 50 pound camera that was $100,000. And it was, uh, you know, and then I'd go into an editing bay to do it. But now, like you said, you're, you're, everything is in front of you. What an amazing mm-hmm. world it is, right? Yeah. And I have the same thing in a bundle on my iPhone, but it just says photography. Yeah. And I have about, 20 to 25 apps that I use, and I do a lot of things where I'll shoot the photograph, and then I'll bring it into one app, and then maybe it's not right, so right. bring it into another app until I'm satisfied. Absolutely. So that, mm. yeah, that to me is like working in the dark room with all the chemicals, but without all the chemicals yes. and the smell and losing, you know, days. I can just, you know, when I'm sitting in a doctor's office, I can just go. break it out. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what's so great about it. It's a wonderful yeah. thing. Yeah. Hey, we're talking to Savannah Spirit, of course, savannahspiritphotography.com. Going to take a small break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about this subject. So hang tight. Get your pen and paper. If you don't know what that is, Google it. But there will be a quiz after this show. So be ready. Uh, go to Cast of Talent, of course, castedtalent.com and check it out. A lot of great stuff. A lot of um, good tools for the performer. By all means, you, you need to check it out because if you want your career to go up and skyrocket, you need to do your homework, and they've done a lot of it for you. So get in there and get the tools, get it done, and we'll be right back after this break.
I'm Will Roberts, and this is The Daily Scream. Ah, here we go. Recently, I saw a study that said people cannot multitask. What you're really doing is task switching, which means if you're driving and texting, you're really just texting. In other words, you suffer from a disease I call hooked on iPhonics. And as much as we would all like to believe that everyone wants to see this go away, certain people, companies, don't really want to see this conversation happen. They would rather you text it. These companies would be the pushers, the dealers, the hustlers, the smartphone companies. Their very existence and profit depends on you depending on them. Come on. We used to have phones that if you didn't reach someone, you would call them back. And then we got voicemail and you could check the message. Now you can see who's calling, when they're calling, what they're eating, and where they're at. And in most cases, we just text them back anyway. Smartphone companies make it a feature, not an app, that you cannot text someone if you're driving or if you're standing five feet in front of them. Get my daily scream at willsays.com. <laughs> All right, Will Robertson, of course, Casted Talent and Casted Talent Radio. Uh, <laughs> welcome back from the break. And, you know, I have in the break, I have my uh, daily scream because, you know, uh, why not? Because the fact is, is that there's something important that you need to learn about this is that even though I'm adding in something that you're probably going, I, you know, OK, that's humorous. Will I get it. But why? And I'll tell you why, because I believe as actors and performers, uh, people that take on other lives, alien forms, uh, you need to know as much as you can about everyday life. So I'll throw in there a comment about Cuba and cigars or whatever, or global warming, or maybe not, or guns, or whatever the case may be, and I'll make light of it, because that's what I do when I'm not doing my show. And the fact is, is that why I do that is because when you go to an audition, I really hope that when you're looking at the sides and the script, or if you're reading for something, that if they say you're a coroner, that you did your homework, or if they say you are a computer tech nerd, that you actually can open up an email and know how to export something into an XLS, uh, you know, uh, program, you know, uh, numbers, if it's Mac or, or Microsoft, it would be XLS, I think. The point is, is that the more you know about everything in life as a performer, the depth you has as a, have as an actor. And I'm going to see if I can get that uh, verified by my next person, which is Kevin E. West, of course, from the Actors-Network. And, of course, on Twitter, it's the Kevin E. Kevin, do you think maybe I'm right about that, about the more you know in life, the better off you are as an actor? Maybe? Well, I, I, certainly, I certainly think that life experiences, if you, if you are able to use your craft and your mind to learn how to use those things, mm -hmm. is absolutely what your wealth of knowledge and your well of experience is for. Now, we've seen some brilliant children and child actors in our time, so they don't have obviously as many years on the planet, sure. and yet somehow they're able to accomplish what they do. So. You know, it's not a hundred percent statement, but yes, over overwhelmingly, uh, your you know experiential knowledge and your understanding of how to use that, which is sort of what craft is, right. um, would absolutely be incredibly, incredibly valuable. Well, when you go into it, if, if it's sure. a commercial audition or an industrial and they go, look, we, you would be playing a doctor and we just need you. you know, there, obviously, there's variables and we want you to be this age. We want you to look like this. But the other part about this, a lot of times we'll say, do you have any previous knowledge or experience in this field? And only because if you're talking about a vascular system and you do this and that, you probably ha should know a little bit about it or even brush up on it so you're believable. And I and my point is just simply uh, you're more 
unbelievable when you know that you uh, have, you know, done a little research on it and you understand this, how it visually works or something, because otherwise you'll get in there and just start saying things and you might not have the true meaning of it. I thought, I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, that's certainly, Will, the beauty of where we, the world we live in today. You know, if some, if you'd have gotten a set of sides in 1994 with regards to, um, you know, a, a vascular surgeon talking about some some particular element or procedure in the operating room to their assistant, and this was the scene, trying to do research on what that might look like or what that really means, that what that procedure means, was kind of cumbersome. Right. But today, you just go to WebMD or just put there it in go. anything, you can virtually at least have a better understanding, a true understanding of what that dialogue means that has been written by that writer so that you can put your acting craft of conviction and convince and truth into that dialogue. And the research on that is so much easier today than it was back in the day. Oh, absolutely. Sure. You can watch a YouTube video and you can For probably sure. get it done, you know, what you need to do in, in two or three minutes. But that kind of leads me to a subject that, you know, really want to talk about is, is that you are a self-teacher. But sometimes being a self-teacher is not everything. You need to actually have really good teachers. But boy, oh boy, I look online and I get emails from the actors or the actors. And the point is, is that I get these things saying, you got to come to this, watch this seminar. This is the best teacher in the world. And nowadays, I don't know, eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Uh, last week, we talked about getting good photographers. This week, how do you get a good teacher? Well, I mean, there, there, are, there are some similarities uh, between these two things, Will, but there is a there is a drastic, drastic difference. And, you know, when you discuss, we discussed with photographers, you said commercial or theatrical mm -hmm. shot. Right. But it's still a picture. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, we're still taking a picture. Yeah. When you start discussing teachers and you start discussing two drastically different things, one is the teacher themselves as a human being, and then there is the type and style of instruction because – Going and taking, you know, uh, a, a person who teaches comedy for on camera of half hour television versus someone who teaches stand up versus mm. someone who teaches improv and even the three or four different kinds of improv instruction you might go to versus someone who does pure scene study or someone who works more from a method Stanislavski standpoint or somebody who works just in terms of on-camera technique versus someone who does Meisner. I mean, um, we're not talking about the difference between a commercial shot and a theatrical picture anymore. No. We're literally talking about a Yugo and a Porsche and a Camry and a Tesla. I mean, these are vastly, vastly different conversations. So the first thing that you have to identify for yourself is – what kind of instruction do you want? Not what you need, what you want. Because right. if you don't go from the place of pure stone-cold desire of type of teaching, then you're just going to randomly pick someone that someone said was cool or good or who's the hottest person today. Or you're gonna pick, And then you get into a room with someone, and we're talking about this is much more dating analogy in the sense that you really are in a form of a professional relationship with someone who's kind of tinkering with your mind and your heart and your soul in terms of outside words but internal evolution. So it's a really dicey conversation. And again, like you said, a lot of our community today, because of digital technology, puts about one-tenth to one-one-hundredth into something before doing it than we did back in the day when we didn't have all of this kind of 
quickness and ease with information and, and communication. Well, one of the things that is difficult in our, again, we're talking about our society, is, is that we are really, we're bound by this uh, thing where you look and you go, oh, but these people say that this casting director is a great person to take a class from because they're part of this uh, show or whatever. So a lot of the, uh, I think the choices that people make and obviously the way that they market to actors is based upon the fact that they are who they are. And then if you get the chance to be with them for three minutes, then it's going to be better than the person that, uh, you know, potentially has a better and long, bigger degree. But let me just add this in the sense that I went to something that I was shooting and doing a story on and the guy was doing guy, gal, sorry, was doing something. And they were talking about getting into the industry of commercials. And I have to to tell you 75% of what that person was saying was bull and I was like this is horrible but you got a chance to say that person's on your resume so how do you define if you're do we well because on? again well it's not it's not how you decide as opposed to that will because what you're discussing is you're not talking about studying to learn you're talking about studying to associate and that's a different conversation if you're only going to go spend money as an investment to create an association, that's not going to study and learn craft. I'm not going to sit here and try and uh, – I'm, I'm no one's uh, you know, mom or dad. It's not my decision or my job to tell you what you should or shouldn't do. But if you're taking class – hear the word, class – from a teacher who actually isn't a teacher, they're just somebody who actually is in the side of the profession that gives you potential access – to job opportunities, right. that's not really studying with someone to learn because they're a teacher. They may have decided to call themselves one, but you know, a good if you discuss people in casting being teachers, I'm not saying they have no knowledge, right. but you know, how did how did someone wake up one day and decide they actually know how to instruct or do something? I'm not saying some of them don't. I'm just saying that's more of, of taking a class for for self promotion and Got marketing it. reasons. It's not the core of looking to study with someone because you want to take those three pages of sides you got from Criminal Minds and know exactly what you're doing in terms of trying to create the willingful suspense of disbelief in that room at the time that you go to the audition. Those are two different conversations. One's not right or wrong. They're just different. Right. I, I guess, again, the problem is is that when you if you do go those just for namesake and put them on your resume, uh, you're still getting information. And I would say if you're not an you know, if you're not an actor that knows the difference and you're beginning and you get into those things and you just kind of I don't know, do you get bad knowledge and then you walk? Uh, well, I, I, I yeah, I think it would be fairly I, th I think you're typically it would be fairly thin fairly simplistic but that's also will you're talking about people who tend to take those classes or whatever a lot of them are one-nighters yeah. and some of them are maybe three or four weeks now you know you and i were talking about kevin spacey and dustin hoffman sure. in terms of that online master stuff well go have a conversation with dustin hoffman about the value of studying with somebody for four weeks and after he finishes spitting up his food probably <laughs> near you um about about four weeks you know, Dustin Hoffman would probably laugh at you if you said four years. Yeah. So, um, again, this is where we've come to, and yet some people are still stunned and amazed that they're not doing better in their career, and that's yeah. because my statement to them is always, well, great, but how are you in the room? Yeah. Not how are you at home, yeah, in the yeah. car, in the with your friends, yeah. or worst of all, at class, yeah. because class becomes comfortable too. Yeah. Well, what's not comfortable 
is that cold audition room with two or three people sitting yep. in it with a camera, with somebody reading with you, who's not going to be as giving nope. and loving because they can't be. And what you can create in that room is craft. And if you're really good at it, you will eventually book your jobs. But when you're not, all we do is look to complain about the industry. And what we're not looking at is the kind of instruction we've chosen to pay for. And bingo was his name. Oh, absolutely. I totally agree with you. Uh, yes. <laughs> and bingo was his name. Oh, that's nice. A, that's a fact. <laughs> uh, well, I, I will tell you that yesterday I went to an audition for this thing for an eight-episode thing. And it's funny. I, 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 I didn't really know the casting director, although I mean, had an email with her. And I walked in, and it was the producer, female, and the casting director or female and huge high rise beautiful place and so this was a real big deal and they only called in about five actors for this and I went in and the first thing I did was I went to kind of shake hands and I knocked the producer's bottled water over and it spilled on her book and <laughs> and then I basically went okay Thanks. It was good talking to you. And I started walking out the door. They started laughing. But the point is, is that there is so much more you have to learn uh, about the procedure of when you walk in. I, by the way, got a great email from the casting director saying, amazing read. Great. Thank you. We'll let you know. But the point is, is that um, the, the teaching that you get, you like you said, it's not four weeks. You, but how do you, in, in theory... How do you? Do you go and uh, watch a class? You know, that's what do they call it when you sit and watch a class? I always forget that. Well, auditing, yeah, auditing. which some you people audit. allow and some people don't. Well, that, there you go. We talked about photographers. You said, look, 90% of the people that you're going to get out of the 100, uh, they're going to say, uh, I'm not meeting you for 10 minutes. And then you go out and you said, well, good. Then I, I, I honed it down to what I need to go to. Is that the same thing with the teacher? If they go, well, let me, let, me ask, let me ask you a question. I'll, I'll turn this around. We'll ask it. Now, between, let's say, nine out of 10 actors find, a te find out about a teacher's name from yeah, an actor. Another actor. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. again, my question becomes, if you, if you know 15, 20, 30 people, be proactive, which is always my thing, and ask them, who'd you study with? Who have you studied with? Start writing down names. And then what we don't do is we don't vet any further. Well, what yes. kind of class is it? Well, how do they run their class? Well, what is the, what is the technique? What is this? So at least you begin to build some kind of a picture right. about what kind of meal you're considering eating. Right. As another analogy. And so yeah, okay. we, again, was all comes back to being lazy. That's what it comes back to. Yep. It comes back to, yeah, I heard this person was good, and eh, I should be in a class because, you know, actors, when they're studying, if they have no credits, they sound more valid. Right. Well, there you go. Okay. Right. Not arguing that, but how about you take class because you need to be better? Yes. How about that? Absolutely. Weird, I know. And yeah. that's part of the thing, Will, is we think, we laugh at Hollywood. We think Hollywood is filled with a bunch of untalented, how that person, blah, 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 folks. And I'm not arguing or agreeing that, that, uh, that there are plenty of people in this business who are not particularly good, but guess what? There are plenty who are. Yes. And every time you go for an audition, even though, yay for you, that they only called five people in yesterday, that's yeah. awesome, yeah. but they still only need one. That's right. And if, every, and if every single job interview you went on they saw five times more people or 10 times yep. more people or 20 times more people than they need, then you'd start to discover in the business world how difficult it is to get a job. Absolutely. Um, and it is. So, you know, I, again, I just think that we undersell what your true craft, the way you work and how it resonates as your ability in the actual professional room. That's why you study. If mm -hmm. you want to go study, here's a chapter from my book, 
playing the name game, that's fine. You can do it, but just understand in your own brain that you're really going for the purposes of the name of the person and getting to know them than you are necessarily to learn something. I'm, I'm really not judgmental about what you do or don't do. I'm much more big on know, why, know that that's the answer. Sure. Just tell me that that's what you're doing. Sure, sure. I don't care if an actor pursues this business because they want to treat it as a hobby. Just say it's for a hobby. Right. Well, the bottom That's line is, is that if you really want to become, let's say you want to become a millionaire, billionaire, the fact of the matter is that there's two different ways you can do this. And this is like your acting career. One, you can buy scratch-off lottery tickets and go to Vegas every weekend, and you can cross your fingers, and you can do it that way. Or you can get stocks, you can get educated about how to buy stocks, you can buy real estate, you can be, you know, have investments, and know that the long term, you're going to probably be better off with the second uh, method because you're educating yourself and then making educated decisions about how to make what you're doing and putting your money on, uh, you know, to make more money as opposed to gambling. And I love gambling. Don't get me wrong. I used to deal blackjack. Love it. But, you know, I wouldn't suggest that you base your career on that. Yeah, but that's the difference. Again, what you just said there is those all I'm talking about is, you know, when you're gambling and you know when you aren't. Right. And yet and just kind of a, a, a sort of slap it quick, thin Hobby effort mentality mm-hmm. is kind of where a large percentage, speaking just for the Los Angeles market, it's where a larger percentage, because there was always a percentage, but there's a much larger percentage now of the community that that's how they function every day right. than, than not. And, and when it comes to talking about teachers and, the, and the, the actual concept of being taught something and learning something, they, they kind of become a bit of a non sequitur in terms of the base you know, mentality of the community and the real concept of learning. That, that's all. Kevin E. West, The Actors Network, of course, The Dash. I'm sorry, The Actors. No, no, just Actor, yeah, Actors Dash. Yeah, Actors-network.com. <laughs> uh, I'll get that all right someday. And, of course, Kevin E. on <laughs> The Kevin E. on uh, Twitter. Love of God. I'm going to buy you a, a little compactor, and you got so much stuff on here. You could probably, for days, you could look at all the things that he does. Of course, on uh, IMDb, you can go to his and check out his name or KevinEWest.com. Look at it all. And by the way, I'm not making any choices on any teachers unless I call Kevin E. I don't suggest <laughs> you do that. I, I'm not even going to have my dog trained unless I call Kevin. Oh, boy. All righty. Hey, Kevin, appreciate your time, and we'll talk to you next week. A pleasure, brother. All right, hey, Cast of Talent and Cast of Talent Radio, we're going to take a small break, and when we come back, uh, Rachel Frawley. Rachel Frawley, right actor, right job. I'm Will Roberts, and this is The Daily Scream. Ah, here we go. Now, I can't believe that folks are paying over $500 for a watch that in the end doesn't give you any more time in life and most likely shortens the time we spend on important things, like people. The other day, I walked into an Apple store to buy another $30 charger cord. I'm pretty sure that phone chargers are about to pass toilet paper on frequency of purchase. So in the store, I see tons of people, glazed, confused, and hands on their credit cards. Correct me if I'm wrong. This watch alerts you if you have a phone call? Is this because you forgot your phone or because you're tired of reaching in your pocket. Does anybody see the disease that's taking over our society? I call it hooked on iPhonics. We don't have to do anything anymore, and it's getting even worse. We don't have to think anymore. Quick quiz. What's your friend's phone number? Yeah, I thought so. Ponder this. Are these technological companies creating robots of the future, or are we the robots of the future? Now, if what I'm saying makes you mad, you're addicted. I am. I don't know why they call them smartphones, because I feel pretty stupid right now. Get my cartoons at willsays.com.
Get your daily cartoons at willsays.com. All right, now time for, of course, Rachel Frawley and Right Actor, Right Job. That's the hashtag, Right Actor, Right Job. Hey, Rachel, uh, how are you in this holiday season, first of all? I am pretty well, thank you. How are you doing? You know, I'm good. Here in uh, California area, it's actually colder than the average bear. And, and I mean that we are looking at some places where I live that I might actually have a white Christmas if we cross our fingers, which is really weird. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I'm not sure if the, we should thank or just blame that on global warming. Anyway, we'll forget. Yeah, yeah. yeah awesome that and warming. Subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, our subject today, What what's our subject today for acting? Well, you know, uh, it's about how to choose an acting class that's right for you. Oh, that's a that's a tough one. And I was talking to Kevin e. West, who here in L.A. and is the amazing guy about business and the world of acting, and and that was one of the first things we talked about on the show, which is how do you pick the right teacher? So elaborate and tell me how do you pick the right class? Yeah, well, it can be really overwhelming because the market is just flooded with options, especially if you're in a big acting city. Um, so the first thing you want to do is shop around. Right. A lot of classes are going to allow you to audit them, to go in and kind of try it out for a class, see what's up, or any uh, drop-in fees that might occur. A lot of uh, classes will put that toward tuition if you do eventually decide to take the class. And I'm going to say it's worth it as an investment to choose a class that's right for you and not waste your money on something that you wish you hadn't bought. Yeah, and you know what? You bring up a really good point. And one of the things that uh, Kevin E. West said was um, – Look, the thing is, is that I know that you want to do these classes because of the education you get out of it, because nothing is better than having an actor that's trained. And I said, well, one of the biggest problems in Los Angeles and obviously New York or anywhere is a lot of times actors grab uh, people to teach them because of who they are. For instance, you know, mm-hmm. you see casting director classes and so on. You go, ooh, that person cast this show, so it's going to be good to have on my resume. Well, I say, and I'm sure you agree, that it's great to have people on your resume that you could say that you learn from, but wouldn't it be better if you actually learned something? <laughs> exactly, exactly, which is why it's so important, especially when you're trying to keep your technique in top form. Um, and, you know, another thing you can do, uh, speaking of working actors whose careers you might admire, is to ask some of the actors you work with mm-hmm. or actors whose careers you would like to emulate who they would recommend you uh, learn from. Because word of mouth spreads really fast. Yes. It's a good gauge. A lot of studios and teachers will develop a reputation in the acting community. And so you might want to keep track of what names are coming up and what positive or negative associations are attached to them. Now, I have to tell you, I'm going to give you a compliment because I know Kevin E. Weston, if he's listening, <laughs> he's going to go, you. <laughs> and he, he's older than dirt, I think. No, that's not true. He's probably mm-hmm. as old as me. But the point is, is that the fact that you have this um, this knowledge that you really should be looking after your career from a mm-hmm. uh, technique standpoint is truly amazing. So I commend you because, you know, it's easy. It's easy to get in this business and go, look, I, I, I want to be the person that sits on the, the, the bar stool in, in West Hollywood or whatever it is and, uh, and gets discovered. Well, that's great. Yeah. But, but here's the big key for this business, longevity. And the way that yeah. you are able to keep the longevity, my opinion, and I'm sure yours, is that <clears throat> you get trained and then you're able to be, here it is, consistent. Because longevity mm-hmm. is really just, in my opinion, the definition of uh, you know, uh, consistency. 
And uh, yeah, that's I a way think. to do it. So let, let's let's just define this just a little bit more. How do you pick yeah. the right class? I mean, I know you said you can ask people, which is a good idea. You can ask fellow actors that are maybe successful because of the Internet and because of social media. You actually can ask these questions now as you couldn't ask like five, ten years ago. Uh, any other suggestions you have? Yeah. Um, well, you want to be looking at more than just the teacher because, honestly, you're going to learn a lot from your classmates who are going to be your potential scene partners in the work you do um, as well. So you want to choose a class that kind of has a higher standard. Auditions are your friend, honestly. Yeah. I've heard a lot of young actors get intimidated by classes that want them to audition, but that's a good sign. It means they care about the quality yeah. of the output and they're weeding out the inexperienced. Yeah. And you want that higher standard for you and the people you're working for. Right, right. So you want to examine the teacher and make sure you're on a good communicative level, someone who can actually push you and not just, you know, put your face in front of a camera. And you want to be looking at the people that you're going to be working in at or working with, pardon me, within the classroom as well. Right. Well, and here's so the th- here's the thing. Thing is, is that you know, there's a lot of different folds into this sort of. Uh, conversation we're having and one of them let's just say that you don't become that rich and famous actor which I could never possibly imagine not myself but the point is is that if you do get to a point where you say look you know I'm this old and I'm not going to do this anymore you have a knowledge that in my opinion if you go through the right channels you know they always say have another job the more you know the better you are and the fact of the matter is, is that I don't believe that any other profession allows you to be able to have such a diverse and depth, uh, depthful life, depthful life, there it is, and mm-hmm. um, as acting does, because it allows you to be different characters, different professions, different things, different philosophy, mm-hmm. different beliefs. And, and the cool thing is, is that if you get real classes, not like... Uh, how to get your headshot done right or whatever or right. some of the stuff you get from casting directors which is great but I, I did tell the story about being in a room or shooting a story about a, in a casting director and listen to them talk about how they say you should break into the business and you know what as I said earlier in the show uh, 90% of what they said was wrong and and it's mm-hmm. and it's tough but you got to do your work you got to like uh, I said this earlier and I forgot what the name was and you'll have to help me when you sit in on a cl- monitor or you can sit in and watch the class. Some places will let you do that. And one of the things that Kevin e. West said was, you absolutely have to make sure that, it's like headshots, you have to interview the people because you're giving them your money. This is one of the only times yep. that actors are actually giving their money to be able to get something. Most of the time, they're asking for your money if you're a producer or your director. Yeah. So, you know, get this information and, it, again, treat it like a business. Yeah? Yeah, Absolutely. That's a very, very good point. And, you know, uh, another thing to look at is making sure um, that the place in the community, that their connections are as good as well, because it is a networking opportunity. So you want to make sure that they're working with, you know, casting directors and agents that you might be interested in talking to and make sure they're as well connected as you would like to be uh, once you're breaking into the community, especially for young actors who are seeking representation. This is a really good thing to put on on a resume to show agents that you're really serious about your career and ready to keep working Absolutely. on it and not just be like, I took four years and I have my BFA and I'm done, you know? Right, right. Talk to uh, Dustin Hoffman or, or Al Pacino about your, or um, Mel- Meryl Streep about um, your four weeks of classes 
and see what they say. Absolutely. <laughs> they'll, yeah. <laughs> they'll most likely say four weeks. Are you joking? I've been doing this for 40 years. And the, the fact of the matter is, is that, uh, again, this is a business that you have to know what's happening at the time, but you also have to learn how to be consistent. And look, anything you want to develop, I mean, back me up on this, Rachel, it's muscle memory. And guess what? If you're not doing it constantly to be able to make your muscle memory right, then most likely you're going to forget stuff and get to the crucial moment. Because the the thing about performance is, yeah, the thing about performance is, is that it's not necessarily about that one pinpoint moment where you need to show people that you can do it. It's about all the stuff you've gotten up to that single moment that allows you to let go and just be, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, and like think of it like going to the gym. You know, that's something that we do a lot as actors to keep our bodies in top form. And it's not like you, you want for three months and then you're done. Yeah. You have to keep those muscles in shape, just like you have to keep your technique and your craft in shape. Yeah. Well, some people, unfortunately, just use san- tanning uh, beds and, and, <laughs> and they'll, they'll airbrush the pictures and they'll say, I'm ready. But I tend to think those people might be looking at a different career and that would be reality shows. <laughs> So there it is. Exactly. Rachel <laughs> that's Frawley. That's what we're talking about here. <laughs> that's right. Rachel Frawley, of course, right actor, right job. Rachel underscore Frawley, F-R-A-W-L-E-Y, um, on Twitter. And uh, that's right, right? I always say that, and I always wonder if I said it right. It's right, Frawley. You got it. You Good. got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week, and hey, happy holidays to you, okay? Yeah, see you next week. Happy holidays. Will Robertson, Cast of Talent Radio. We'll see you in a moment. Hang tight and come on back. I'm Will Roberts, and this is The Daily Scream. Ah, here we go. Now, this Amtrak accident that happened is most likely going to make people ask, how could this happen? And I say, how couldn't it happen? See, companies are spending tons of money to get cars to drive by themselves, but we can't get our modern-day trains to stop falling off the tracks while going straight. Between broken trains and tracks and crumbling roads and bridges, my best advice to you is to start a home business. You'll live longer. Now, Congress has set a mandate that says that trains need to get this new safety equipment in them. But train folks, much like the other transport groups, say that they can't meet the deadline. I'd say that eight dead bodies and a ton of other accidents in our country would be a good enough deadline in the sand to do something quicker. Fix our planes, trains, and automobiles, and the roads and bridges. I have an idea. Do what Roosevelt did put Americans back to work by rebuilding our roads that we travel. Of course you know everything that I've said here will be null and void when they find out the engineer was texting and driving. Get my cartoons at willsays.com. All right, Will Robertson, of course, Casted Talent, Casted Talent Radio, castedtalentradio.com. And uh, now we're kind of at the end of the show. I switch things around just because I can. It's my show. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to end the show with my good friend Rick's Rick Zeef. I almost said Rick Steves, the guy who travels. Only because I know you're traveling coming up, right? That's true. Yeah, you are. So we can get a hold of you and just ask you questions in Bangladesh or wherever you're going to be on the trails with your llama and your, your paka and your sherpa. You know. That's it. That's all in Bangladesh. They have a lot of Sherpas there. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, uh, so here we are. Voice of voice of reason. Voice of voice of <laughs> Rick. I am having a tough week here because it is the holiday season, and both of us, both of us. Hey, wait, did you hear that? Normally yeah. we clear Scorful. our throats. <laughs> Let's do a ceremonial sniff. One, yeah. two, three. Yeah. Oh wow. yeah. That was oh, like literally just... disgusting. 
and that <laughs> you can ho- only hope for on this show. Uh, Rick Seif, the voice of uh, reason. Is it the voice of reason? You <laughs> thinking I'm saying something wrong. Yeah, anyway. that, that's it. You're, no, you're totally right. Yeah, voice of the season I, right now. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. It is Christmas time. And, you know, I know a lot of uh, our listeners are out there spending their hard-earned dollars on Christmas presents for their families. And it always seems like this time of year you have, like, a plumbing problem or your car breaks down. And there's that un, unexpected expense that comes your way. And <sighs> – it's yeah. funny, you know, each week, you know, you have me bring in a different topic. And, of course, my car croaked this week. That's funny. And I had to get it towed to the 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 guy who does my car yeah, yeah. and had that unexpected present of redoing this, 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 and this. And, oh, while we're under the hood, why don't we do this, this, and this? Oh. And so, you know, Christmas kind of changed its scope a little bit. But I really sat there in the car shop thinking a lot about car and maintenance and tune-ups and preventative things and yes i'm going to connect this to voiceovers okay hold on hold on i want to tell you that uh by all means uh i had my you said plumbing and stuff like that my toilet went out so we had to buy another (laughs) toilet i'm just letting you know this it's the truth and i thought also when you meant uh the plumbing you meant like a sniffling and we got the cold thing here both of us got that neat resonance (laughs) that's coming too yeah you got to go to urgent care and get yourself some whatever yeah you know there's always some unexpected snorfuls yeah, I'm not going to Doc in the Box. Sorry, brother. I'm going to try to take care of it with my natural. If I cough, you'll know. But I will tell you that I am yeah. celebrating. Hold on. I am celebrating with this. Ready? Yep. Right here. Oh, it's a green apple. It's a green Granny Smith. Thank you very I, much. Yeah. And I also know that you're a big a natural guy. You uh-huh. have your garlic and your homeopathic uh-huh. stuff. And crosses. That's- and steaks, <laughs> right. wooden steaks, and, in, and incantations and different tongues, all uh, kinds of cool stuff. Domino's delivers. Anyway, wow, I feel better already. You should. Uh, so what well, are I was we thinking about, about this. I was thinking about this. I, I was talking to the guy about my car, and he he needed to do this and that. And he said, "You know what, though, these little fixes are so worth it." He said, "You are going to be sick of your car before it dies on you." I thought about oh. that a lot, uh, and I started to think about, well, you know, this week I want to talk about the fact that. If we can push this metaphor of car and sort of the voiceover thing, mm-hmm. that if even though you buy a car and have this initial expense, and if I could parallel that to taking classes and getting a demo and taking that time, energy, money, toil to launch your career, it doesn't mean that you're done. You want to sort of keep your car, your career, your voice all sort of quote unquote tuned up. And that doesn't mean just with vocal exercises and green apples, of course it does, but I'm talking about there are many seasoned pros who come to me and say, hey, Rick, you know, I've been in a slump. I'm auditioning like crazy, but I really haven't booked anything in quite a while. Are you talking and about I'll me? Say, come on. I know no, you're you are. You just, I asked you, you about this. National, I don't wow. think we're allowed to talk about it wow. yet, but you just booked a national commercial. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, yeah. Can you say residuals? But, but can you say speaking with my voice? No one wants to hear me, which is weird. I'm in radio. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Tune me talk up. Talk to your wife about that. But I was thinking about the fact that a lot of people say, hey, you know, what am I doing? Have I hit a rut with my auditioning? And even though they're good at what they do, I say, bring in your last six or eight auditions you've done. Let me hear them. And imagine I'm there at that audition with you. And I'll say, uh, let me tell you what I would have directed you, you to do if you had been there, you know, if I'd been there to do one more take with you. So and, let me let me throw this out to you. Is this yeah. a possible thing that if we said go to Rick Zeef 
that's C-I-E-F-F dot com. Uh, and they sent you a note that you possibly could do, I'll say Skype, or you could do a uh, a consultation saying, look, I'm in a slump. Because, I, you know, I asked you about this, and, and for good yep. reason. Because, you know, not only is there just an, a plethora uh, of auditions that are out there now, because, like I said, I'm in my studio, in my home that I've put together, and technology is out there. Um, but do you, you offer that uh, service to people? I do. I do a lot of coaching and I'm happy to get people, not only newbies who are learning the craft, but I'm talking about established pros who they've got their demo, they've got their agent, they're getting auditions. But, you know, look, we all rely on sort of old tricks. Oh, it's this old thing. Oh, it's the old big lumbering guy or whatever. We have our sort of tricks. But you know what? You have to stay analytical and fresh on every piece of copy. And there seems to be consistency when I when I coach these people who have sort of plateaued or in that sort of booking batting slot that they are not delving into that analytical sensibility, which is what separates us. That's what gets us cast. I keep wanting to say this to the listeners, that it's not just about having a pretty voice. It's your acting skill, all that acting training from your theater and film and TV training, all come into play with voiceovers. Use it, delve into it, analyze the copy deeper and deeper, one notch deeper. Don't go for those, you know, obvious choices. Keep, Keep your... Keep your choices bold and and large. And I feel like going back to the car, keep at that car. Take the occasional coaching. Not talking about going back and taking beginner lessons. I mean, a couple times a year, go and work out with somebody. Go and take an improv class. Go and coach with Rick Z for whomever. Mm. And keep that car tuned up and preventative, you know, maintenance. It's it's really important. Yeah, you know, it really is. And and I have to tell you that I I came from a WTTT uh, family. And most, if you don't know what that is, you most likely aren't. But you know, I came from a white trash, trailer trash family. And you know, <laughs> where when when all is said and done, uh, you know, bless my my parents and my uh, siblings, some of them that are no longer with us, their hearts. But we didn't learn how to balance checkbooks. We learned how to bounce them, and that was really kind of fun. But the point is, is that you have skills that you have to do and learn in life that in, uh, make it uh, you able to be able to succeed. And, you know, th- I use that analogy because we're not used to in the world of business. And Kevin's, uh, Kevin E. West talks about this as well in the sense that, you know, you're not, you, it's not like you go, I want to be a voiceover actor or an actor. And then they say, well, can I, can I see your credentials? Uh, can I can I see your degree? <laughs> they don't. You know, they just go, hey, uh, get what do you got? And you basically, in general, you meaning everybody that does this, will basically stick their neck out and go, I've done enough of these. I'm a professional. And you, and that, that term is definitely a loose uh, canon nowadays in the sense that, like I've told you, you can get online and go on Google and get yourself a PhD in 10 minutes if you got the money. And it's not even that much money anymore. And what does that mean? Uh-huh. It means you can song and dance, smoke and mirror all you want. However, if you really truly do want to do this business, because there are a lot of people and sometimes just a pretty voice may get it, you have to keep yourself sharp, the tools that you have and yourself. When you put yourself in that learning mode, 
that you should be continuously doing. I don't care if you're a seasoned pro. Uh, say like you, Will. Say like you. Like like you, know, like you Will. Oh, yeah. sorry, I missed you. Yeah, a seasoned pro like you, you're saying, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you, but what the bottom line is, is that, you know, when I speak every day and I do my syndicated radio show, but does that mean that I'm sharp on the things to be able to get the job outside of the jobs I'm creating? Uh, not necessarily. And you. Uh, so it, having the coaches really, in my opinion, really does one more important thing that you may not have mentioned, and that's the consciousness of you continuously trying to better yourself, right? That's exactly what I'm saying. You said it beautifully. I, I couldn't it. have said it better, even if I am the voice of reason oh, with myself. See? But I, I just want to reiterate. <laughs> wow, the holiday season yeah, is got here. It. Yeah. But it is. It's about staying relevant. Look, advertising styles change. Your voice changes. Things change over time. You want to stay relevant. You want to stay current. You want to keep expanding your bag of tricks. Learn new character voices. Play with a new accent just because it's fun. Yeah. Uh, keep keep learning and growing. And I'm going to come back to this. Analysis of text is what gets you jobs. I Absolutely. swear that's the Absolutely. Rick Z, boy, oh boy. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Whatever you celebrate. I celebrate love, my friend. <laughs> good, love, good, good. Peace on earth. <laughs> and love among all brothers and sisters on this fine earth. All right, good. And, of course, Rick Zief is Rick and then Z-I-E-F-F dot com. Thank you, and thank you, listeners. Hey, folks, I talked too long, of course, what's new. And we got to go. Uh, Cast of Talent Radio, we will talk to you next week. <laughs>